Now, for those of you who follow my personal social media pages, you know that I mentioned a while back that I had a big announcement that I was going to be making. Well, yesterday I officially went public with it, and I am happy to announce here on the Boochcast that Booch Fest is returning. And it is coming to the Anchor Bar in Kennesaw, Georgia. Located at 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. Again, that address is 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. The show will be taking place on November 3rd at 8 p.m. And that will be the first of many shows that will be taking place on a bi-weekly basis, which means starting November 3rd, every other Thursday, there will be a comedy showcase at the Anchor Bar. The show will be hosted by me, and it will feature some of the funniest comics the Atlanta comedy scene has to offer. Some have been doing it for years, some who are relatively new, and some who may even be stepping on a comedy stage for the very first time time all comedy acts no matter how long they've been performing are welcome to be in this show so come on down for a great night of comedy as the booch is taking over kennesaw and on december 10th combat pro wrestling presents seasons beatings at Eastside High School, located at 1300 Brushy Creek Drive, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. Again, that address is 1300 Brushy Creek Road, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. I, of course, will be the ring announcer for this event, and the show will be featuring special guest general manager, WWE Hall of Famer, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Also scheduled to appear are... The Cowboy James Storm, the legendary Barbarian, the Greater Good Garrett Sinclair, Forever Young Devin Cruz, from AEW Griff Garrison, the Russian Wolf Neil Koloff, from Tosh.0 Dave Wills, it's still real to me damn it, the All-American Blue Chipper Chase Emery, Buckshot Brian Brock, NWA Tag Team Champions and NWA United States Tag Team Champions. The Heat Seekers. Born Scum Chase Lovelace. Stan the Man Lee. From AEW Dark and Friday Night Smackdown, Marcus Cross. Outlaw Randy Wayne. From AEW Dark, The Brolic, Tyson Maddox. The Gimmick Destroyer, Dave Stage. And many, many more stars. Be sure to follow them on social media via Facebook at Combat Pro Wrestling, Twitter at Real Combat Pro, and on Instagram at Combat underscore Pro underscore Wrestling. To find out more information on superstars that will be added and when the tickets will be on sale. I am so excited to be part of this show. I look forward to ring announcing and I also look forward to seeing all of you in Taylor, South Carolina. As we do a benefit show for the Eastside High School Weightlifting Department. So come on out for a great show and let's help the students of Eastside High make some motherfucking Games. No one can
What's up everybody, this is Vinny Bucci, aka The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT Halloween Havoc 2022. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Booch Gas, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yep. And now, he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Booch Gas, the one, the only, the broke, soulless ginger. Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude, to do this? Yes, this is me, the broke solo junior, Zach Scott. Genuinely speaking, I'm not that broke. Vinny Bucci. Oh, here we go. <laughs> we are here, ladies and gentlemen, for the Halloween Havoc. Now, it was done over the weekend, but due to some, you know, scheduling issues with work-related shit, and also we had some other projects we had to take care of uh, today, which we're not going to reveal, but they will be revealed during the steroid trial episode of Boochcast Reviews Dark Side of the Ring, set to drop November 10th on the Boochcast YouTube channel. That's where we'll reveal the surprise that Zach and I have secretly been working on. But we are here right now to talk to you guys about Halloween Havoc, so hopefully you'll check this out before NXT later tonight, because it's going to come out Tuesday. So, make sure you check this out, and then go listen to NXT, and then be on the lookout tomorrow for our NXT recap. So, we kick things off here at Halloween Havoc, with the first official match of the evening, a ladder match for the NXT North American Championship, the Bacon Championship. We have Carmelo Hayes versus Oro Mensa versus Wesley versus Von Wagner versus Nathan Fraser. Okay, we automatically knew how this was going to be. And know what that was, Mr. Vinucci? What was that, Mr. Zachary Scott? This was a spot fest from fucking hell. Did you notice that the big-ass fucking Von Wagner was on the defense the whole time? He had no offense whatsoever. And this is one reason why I hate these type of matches. He picked up the skinny-ass Wesley, tossed him, did it go through the NSO, he bounces off like a fucking tennis ball and lands. Really? And he gets up from that? I don't know. I was like, God, I was like, ow, ow, spot, 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 spot. But there's only one thing that I enjoyed this was Nathan Fraser's theme song. I'm sorry, I'll enjoy it. It's a pretty good, it's a catchy fucking song. It can be. Some, some people have catchy theme songs. It's just a bunch of acrobats doing the acrobatic shit. And because Von Wagner doesn't do acrobatic shit, he's basically left out. Yep. In fact, one of the few highlights of the, sh of the match was not just, you know, people going through ladders and going through tables. We all knew that was going to happen. It was, every predictable spot was happening. One of the few, although there is one aspect that Von Wagner did where he almost fucked up things for not just himself, but the whole company. Where, at one point, Von Wagner is pulling out a ladder. Not just a regular ladder. It's meant to be one of those big-ass fucking ladders. Apparently, Von Wagner is so tall, he can't climb a regular ladder. I'm sorry, you're not the big show. This spot doesn't work for you. So he goes to pull this ladder out, and the ladder is too fucking long. Mm -hmm. And at one point, he's jerking the ladder up, trying to get it out of the ring. And he almost hits a woman in the face with the ladder, a fan in the stands. Now she's like, whoa, and she like steps back. Now luckily, the ladder did not hit her, and eventually Von Wagner was able to change gears and got, was able to get the ladder unstuck. It's the most awkward moment in the entire match, and here's why it pisses me off. Why? I don't necessarily blame Von Wagner for this. No. I blame NXT. Most importantly, I blame the people in charge of setting up the ring, mm -hmm. and I blame the people who put the ladders underneath the ring, who either bought the ladders or grabbed the ladders from somewhere else. Here's my question to these people who I assume are supposed to be smart. And what's that question? Did any of you bother to measure the distance 
between the ring and the stands before you bought this fucking ladder? Did you ever stop to think about that for one second? And did you notice at the beginning of the match there was no ladder set up at all? Usually in a ladder match there's a ladder there, there's a ladder there, there's a ladder there, there's a ladder there, there's a ladder there. I was like, where's all the fucking ladders? All were under that teeny tiny little ring. I was like, okay. It was a circus joke. <laughs> but yeah, we, we agree on that already. My point is this. If you got a ladder that big, lean it up against the lean it up against the side. Don't put it under the ring. Or set it up way in the far back so you can take so you can educate the audience. We're starting things off with a ladder match. And then they can kind of close it up and drag it over there if they so desire. Don't put a ladder that big underneath a ring that has short distance. You literally could have got somebody seriously hurt. That's not a wrestler. Very true. That was been sued. Yes, if that hit her in the face, she would have a lawsuit galore. The only way she could have avoided a lawsuit is if she was a plant in the audience and she signed a waiver. Yep. Like that is the only way. Other than that, you got a class action lawsuit on your hands. And Von Wagner would lose his jobs. I know they would fire him to avoid a PR nightmare. That was pretty, uh, pretty funny when Booker T brought up Joey Mercury. Remember that? Yes, I remember that. I was like thinking, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Ow. That was painful. Oh, that was painful to watch. A lot, that was a problem. Speaking of that, that was a painful to watch. I see these guys bounce. Ow, 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 ow. How the fuck did he get up after that? But lo and behold, in your typical la uh, spot monkey ladder bullshit, both Vinny and I were going for the big like Vogue Runner, but no, 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 no. They had to get the palm tree looking motherfucking Wesley when, I wonder if I hit him any coconuts would fall out of his head. If Roddy Piper was still alive, we could probably give him a call and find out. One coconut bump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please don't sue. That could never fly today. Oh, hell, hell no. It oh, can't. my God. Can't you culture fucking where we live in? Oh, oh my God. That was, that was a promo for its time. And that was when Roddy Piper gave zero fucks. He didn't give zero fucks. But, of course, in the end, Wesley grabs the title. He is now the new North American champion. Ooh. And. And unless you're into spot monkey shit, you really don't give a fuck, which no, we don't. No, we do not. This was I, the only thing I'm glad about I'm, is about this being the opening matches. We were able to get it out of the way so we can enjoy some wrestling because this was nothing but circus shit. And I knew it going in. Like, you put more than two people in a ladder match, it's going to be shit. It's going to be a bunch of disorganized shit. Because that's all these ladder matches are. Like I said, the only good ladder match I've seen in the last year was between Bianca Belair and Bailey. Because it was a one-on-one -on -one match with a ladder that told a fucking story. Which is something that these other ladder matches don't fucking do. And I'm sick of this being the focal point of the North American Championship. Because the more you keep putting it in spot monkey matches, the more you start to make it the spot monkey title. And it was 19 minutes and 17 seconds of our life that we'll never get back. Amen to that. Now, so we move on from this train wreck and we go to Toxic Attraction, who pull up to a haunted area where a zombie butler greets them. There's a really cheesy haunted house vibe about the place. And the trio walks around the area looking for Alba Fire. The trio splits up to find Alba and she ends up taking out JC. Gigi finds Chucky and has tea with him. 
Then Alba attacks Gigi and the and fights her in the kitchen. Gigi smashes some plates on her face and hits her with the fridge door. But a demon comes out of the fridge and pulls her inside. Alba and Mandy are left, and Alba hits her in the stomach with a bat. Some masked guy runs in and slides across the ground, and Ma Mandy tries to hit Alba with the bat. A pumpkin-headed guy stops her, then Alba knocks Mandy out and puts her in their car. Alba knocks Jay and Gigi out, then drives away with Mandy. I don't think we really needed this. Did we need this? It was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. I thought this was boring as shit. The girl's going to the haunted house. Now, let's be honest here. In a typical horror movie, hey, let's go in that big scary fucking house. And we'll all get axed and chopped to death by Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger. There's also one other thing I always notice when it comes to the female in the movie world, when it comes to the big bad monster. They go, it said they're screaming for two minutes. Now, Finny, if you saw some big, evil-looking Russian know for a fucking fact that we can't do anything, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to tap you on the shoulder. Like, Finny, there's one thing we need to do. What's that? Run as fast as you can. I'll probably be like, let's go. Gotta go. Go, 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 go. Run, 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 run. Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> A long time ago, I would have agreed with you that was stupid. But I, I've learned something recently that's a real thing. What? There is such a thing called paralysis by fear. Mm -hmm. So it does make sense for someone to stand there because they said when when you when you encounter something scary, one of three things happens to you. Number one, you get the paralysis by fear, which means you're so frozen with fear, like I like you could be frozen with fear. I could punch you in the face and you won't even try to deflect the blows because your whole body is paralyzed with fear. The second thing is what you. You said run. run the third is preemptive strike get them before they get you which is the thing you want to avoid the most but if absolutely necessary you do so you kill the crazy thing because it frightens you yep. you're scared like if you see a spider you're scared of it what do you do you kill the fucking spider you see a snake you take off running screaming like a little girl like me yeah and me <laughs> not ashamed to admit that the ginger but, and the boots, we don't do snakes. Don't do snakes. The only snake snakes. I've ever been comfortable around was the was a pet that Desmond had. And even that terrified me. But De I'll give Desmond credit. I will give him credit. He knew I was scared and talked me through it. Like he understood while this he's like, relax, you're doing good. Don't just don't just don't do any just don't get too just don't flinch a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm just sitting there and I'm literally shaking. I was paralyzed with fear with this snake. And the only reason I was paralyzed is I knew if I moved, this motherfucker might bite me. And I was scared. But anyway, so but here's why I hated this. GG. Mm. Priscilla, girl, I love you. You know I do. It was an honor and a privilege to work with you in Daytime Fighting League. I've seen you wrestle in the indies, and you are a phenomenal talent. Zach and I saw you in Orlando. You had a hell of a match. Mm -hmm. I have I, Words cannot describe how proud I am of the success you have had from Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment all the way up to NXT. That being said, I have to say this. It was stupid of you to no-sell the haunted house. Like, she's just walking in there acting all cool. And to me, that buries Chucky. Especially if Chucky just sitting there and Chucky doesn't jump out and like the only time it's cool for someone to poke at Chucky or toy with Chucky or say this is just a stupid doll is because eventually the doll is going to come out and fucking kill them so Chucky gets his gets his revenge but if you're just sitting there completely burying Chucky and the doll's just fucking staring at you you're burying Chucky which doesn't do much to help the USA promotion because keep in mind Chucky's also on the USA network that's why they're doing this and also, you're burying the concept of the haunted house. It was that was stupid. If you're gonna put people in a haunted house, especially heels, mm -hmm. let them look frightened. Yes, let them look scared. Or have Chucky do something to make Gigi go, what the fuck, and run. Run away. Don't just wait for Alba Fire to show up. No. We already know Alba.
album's gonna look good regardless. But that was stupid of Gigi to no-sell the haunted house. Very true, sir. Okay, if you're not gonna act scared, don't go into the fucking haunted house. So I thought that was dumb. Yep. And then just everything that hits, it's like, it's a cinematic thing that looks wrong and fake and blah. And blah. It was dumb. Dumb. So, on that note, we get back to the wrestling, and we have our next match of the evening. Spin the wheel, make the deal. It is now a casket match. Apollo Crews goes one-on-one against Grayson Waller. Stellar fucking match. Wanna know why Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. DeBooch, there's one wonderful thing. Know what that is? What's that? Psychology. A three with seven Bucci. One, two, three. Psychology. These two brilliant gentlemen beat the living shit out of Jake. Paulo Cruz coming out there as a baby face because he is and Grace Ron being the dickheaded fucking hill that he is. These two guys beat the shit out of there was There was suplexes off the top rope. There was punches. There was kickers. They stayed off the top rope. Um, Finally, for a second thought, Grayson Waller won because he did put Apollo Crews through the coffin, but he didn't win because he didn't close the coffin. But these two guys beat the shit out of each other. The Druids were like, don't get involved, please. I'm tired of interferences. We'll talk about that later. But this right here was brilliant. Back and forth, good psychology, and for once, good fucking booking. Benny, take it away. Loved it. Great match. Like I said, there was storytelling. There was wrestling. There was working. Both everything these guys did was believable and made sense. And it was a violent fight. Mm-hmm. You know, they told the story going after the eyes. Uh, like, because that's a big, that was a big part of the story was the eyes. Yes, it was. Um, the whole battling of the casket, putting him through the casket and the controversial finish, because it was true. You have to put your opponent in the casket and close the lid. If you break the casket, that does nothing. So they had to bring another casket out. And then, of course, just everything was great. Even the rolling stunner, I would have loved to have seen that. That would have been a perfect finish if Grayson Waller was going to win. Was him rolling, hitting the stunner, and, and Apollo falling into the casket. Yeah, yeah. But of course, yeah. he counters it, does this big lifting slam move yeah. that I only seen in video games. Mm-hmm. Never saw that in real life in a real wrestling match. So it was kind of cool to see. And then he closes the lid, and Apollo Crews gets the win. But yeah. as much as I would have preferred Grayson Waller, because I'm a bigger fan of Grayson Waller. Yeah, I know you are. Apollo did need this win. Yes, he did. He did. I, I, I was like, from a storyline standpoint, Apollo Crews needed this win. Yes, he did. It made sense. It felt the... It, it, it helped forward the, the storyline. Everything worked out great. And it was a phenomenal match. These guys match. tore the freaking house down. And it just shows. I, I, now I just want to know where they're going to go from here. I think I, I think it's safe to say the feud is over. Yeah. But if they decide to go for the rubber match, mm-hmm. they would have to come up with something. And the best place to do that would be, ironically, on December 10th. Because mm-hmm. that's the next NXT show is Deadline. Okay. So, which is kind of sucks for me because that's when I got the combat pro wrestling show if you heard the promo at the beginning of this episode you know that i got the uh the combat pro wrestling show in taylor south carolina that same night so i won't be able to watch deadline live i'll have to watch the playback sunday when i get back from south carolina so um that's where i'm going to be going with that um but that would be where the next match would have to be i think and they have to come up with a, another stipulation to top what we just saw. And since you did say a song popped in my head, you said you tore the roof off. Okay, join me. The roof. The roof. The roof is on fire. We don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. Burn, motherfucker. Burn. All right, all right. Moving on, sir? Yep, we're moving on to the next match of the evening. Another spin the wheel. Make the deal. But this wheel was already spun in advance. It's a weapons wild match. 
Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade. The, the, what I thought was funny when Roxanne Perez came out with a skateboard. Yeah. And she started using it as a weapon. She threw this, whack, like a baseball. Whack, whack. These two uh, uh, fine ladies beat the living shit out of each other. It was back and forth, back and forth. But what was strange is when they got on top of that thing where they watch over, and it, that, that was a botch. Did you see that? Oh, I saw it. That was a botch. I was like, watch it. I was like, what the hell are they doing? All of a sudden, they were hitting each other, like, no, no. And all of a sudden, she just turns backward and falls. So I was like, you, you ladies, you're better than this. Careful. Careful. But there was, it was good. Another great fucking match. They stayed off the top rope. Even though Roxanne Perez, she put up a hell of a fight for her size. Cora J got a lot of moves in. Then all of a sudden, she hit the pop rocks on top of the chairs. One, two, three. I want to hope that rest hands okay. She kept on hitting the chair. Well, <laughs> one, yeah. two, three. I'm like, ow. Well, here's the thing. And first of all, I thought it was ridiculous that the skateboard never hit Cora Jade one time. Or if it That's did, it was right, rare. That's right, it did it. It didn't. She was blocking shit, blocking shit, trying to swing duck, and then they just let the skateboard there, and they're slamming her face on top of the skateboard. Yeah. That was fucking dumb. Oh, uh, okay. Roxanne should have been hitting her with that skateboard right off the bat. <laughs> Again, it's storytelling. It represents the betrayal. That's what should have been happening here. Yeah. But he, as far as that, that fall... Off the, the off the the crow's nest thing. That was stupid. That was stupid. I'm gonna tell you why it was stupid. Dangerous. Because Roxanne Perez hesitated, and then you can clearly see Cora clutching her next to her as they're falling. So it wasn't necessarily a botch, but it was definitely fake. It was a fake fall. And I know that sounds weird. How is it fake? They fell and went to the table. Because they were clearly holding on to each other for dear life. Because they were falling backwards together. That's not a believable fall. No, it's not. That's you saying, hey, we're going to take this fall safely rather than do it a different way. Roxanne should have knocked Cora off there and she should have went through the table by herself. And Roxanne should have been standing over, victorious. And then eventually dragged her back in the ring. And then once they got back in the ring, it should have been, boom, the flip. Instead of having here, Cora say to Roxanne, you were never my best friend. And Roxanne saying, you were always my best friend. And then hitting the finish, boom, one, two, three. One, two, three. She should have knocked Cora Jade off that thing. Because she said, this time, I will not hesitate. And she fucking hesitated. Yep. So you did not deliver on your promise. No, you did not. <clears throat> okay? You people have to think before they do dumb shit. Think. Think. Okay? You if you say you're not going to hesitate, don't hesitate. If you say you're going to hurt somebody, hurt them. You have to follow through with the shit you say. You can't just back out. Yep. This is a woman who stabbed you in the back. Threw her NXT tag team title in the trash because she hates you that much and is so jealous of your success and you still hesitate to pull the trigger? It was stupid. You killed the whole fucking story. The only salvation from this is that Roxanne got the win. That's it. Other than that, you killed your fucking story. Violent match, shitty psychology. Very shitty psychology. On that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We have an ambulance match. Damon Kemp versus Julius Creed. Just like uh, Grayson Waller and Apollo Crews, stellar fucking match. These two guys beat the living shit out of each other. It was back and forth, back and forth, and Julius Creed came out. He's ready. All right, motherfucker, you see what you got. It went back and forth. They stayed up. Damon Kemp 
good heel, great fucking worker, by the way. And uh, it was back and forth. And what I loved about it is when Damon Kent hit the, the ambulance door on Julius's hand, and he just got that burst of like adrenaline, like a good old shot of cocaine, and starts beating the shit out of it, out of him. That's something. Power slams into into the ambulance, tries to close the door. Creed uh, psychs himself up, rushes at Kent, and unloads him with chair shots before picking him up and throwing him to the ambulance. <laughs> Winner is Dulles Creed, who means Brutus gets to stay in NXT, and Damian Kemp goes bye-bye. For now. For now. Like, back, like the song said, bye-bye-bye. <laughs> yes. That's a playoff of something we did earlier today that we can't mention. No, we cannot. But I will say this. First of all, like I said before, they has fight. Yeah, that's fine. And let me tell you something. That's exactly what this match needed to be, and that's why I loved it. Julius Creed and Damon Kemp are both phenomenal wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Gifted, talented, but guess what? What? That's not what this was about. Nope. This was a personal vendetta between two people who hate each other because Damon Kemp betrayed the Diamond Mine, put Roddy in the hospital, and manipulated them to think that Roddy was plotting against them or tr- and try to cause a divide within Diamond Mine. This needed to be a fight, and that's exactly what it was. You didn't see it. You saw very little wrestling, if any. They were hitting each other with everything they get their hands on. Creed did the chair shots, which plays off of what Damon did to them, attacking them with chairs. So everything that was done in this match made sense, and you got to the ambulance, especially when they were throwing out crutches, trying to stop it, or sacrificing his fingers, or little things like that. They had great moments in the match where you think this shit is over, and it's not. Until finally, he just beats him to death, picks him up, and puts carries him, and puts him in the ambulance. Picks him up like a rag doll, just like, yep, you just lost, bitch. Toss him like, and then slams on it, and then taps the door, and then the ambulance drives away. Drives away. It was great. It was awesome. It was an awesome match. Probably match of the night. Yeah, I, I would, I, say, I would so. say that. This was yeah, the most was. entertaining no, match the good. entire night. It was very, very good. Both these guys killed it. Yep. And on yeah. that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening for the NXT Women's Championship. Mandy Rose defends the title against Alba Fire. Bullshit, because there was too much, there was a distraction. Alba Fire should have that championship right now. They sucked, they sucked, they sucked. It was horrible, horrible, horrible. The, uh, the wannabe playmate, whatever she is now, she needs to lose this fucking title. But no, Gigi Dolan and JC, whatever her names are, had to get involved and cost Alba Fire the fucking match again. Done. You take over. Boo. You guys suck. Okay, so as the ambulance is shown leaving the performance center, Alba pulls up in the Range Rover. Mandy tries to run away, but Alba fights her as they make it into the building. The ref calls for the bell, and the match begins. Here's the thing. The fact that Gigi and JC showed up in the building was fucking bullshit. What was the point in having that bullshit haunted house segment if they were just going to show up in the building later on? Because Alba and Mandy drove to the building. Am I supposed to believe that the haunted house is walking distance to the performance center? Is that what I'm supposed to believe? Uh, maybe. I don't know. It would have made, you know what would have made better sense? What? Is it in between the matches, you showed some segments of Gigi and JC getting up. Maybe they are like trying to Uber their way to the fucking performance center. And they hitchhike. And then someone picks them up who's creepy looking because it's Halloween. And they get in this creepy guy's car as they're driving to the building. 
And then maybe we see a couple segments there. And then we can see them pulling up, getting out of the car, running into the building. Show that. At least then, this could have been more believable. Now, don't get me wrong. I still hate the finish. Mm-hmm. With a passion. Yes. <clears throat> and here's the fucked up part. Normally in this situation, it would be because I hate Mandy Rose. But I've said this time and time again. I am impressed with what Mandy has done in NXT. Because she's finally learned how to work. Because that's the thing. She's always been the centerfold bitch her whole career. Up until she came back to NXT and started working here and started doing a lot better. She's gotten so much better in the ring. I have given her her props, or as they say nowadays, her flowers. But my problem is her title reign has gotten stale. She's run out of challengers, and there's nothing left to do with her as champion. You've killed the women's division. This is the problem when you make people champion for way too long, and you don't have a roster. You kill all the credible challengers. And no one thinks about this. That's what bothers me about this company. How much more dominant do you have to make your champions? Because eventually, you're going to kill the promotion. It's like if someone's champion in a town for too long, in a territory, eventually the crowd's going to get sick of going. Because you're going to know the outcome. That's why eventually, you take the belt off that person, and they leave the territory. Go to another one. And then eventually, in a year or so, you bring them back. You have to have a challenger that is credible enough to beat your champion. You can't have people be champion for too fucking long. Fans will get sick of it. I don't like long title reigns. I really don't. Anything that lasts longer than a year is boring to me. Hell, any title reign that lasts longer than six months gets boring after a while. Why? Because you don't have enough people. And you're not building anyone up. You're just centering around one champion. Alba Fire was the best shot you had at getting a brand new champion. Who's left now? Look at that women's roster and tell me who is left that Mandy hasn't beaten. Find me a baby face that Mandy hasn't already beaten and embarrassed and destroyed. She is giving nothing to this company right now. Again, the problem isn't her wrestling, it's her title reign is getting stale. And this can happen with anybody. We've seen it happen with tons of people. Roman Reigns for one. That's that's the one example right now. <coughs> There's been plenty in the past. So that's why I hated this. Because the match didn't last very long. No, it didn't. But I can't do I'm not gonna do that if we wanna call it that, because it was still a match regardless. It was to a certain extent. Yeah, but we it was unnecessary to have the interference. That is true. Like Al- I said, I'm tired of interferences. I mean, Alba should have won this belt. Yes, Alba's should fire should be the champion right now. Agreed. Because now I don't know who the fuck is left. Unless you want to call somebody from SmackDown or Raw, bring them back to NXT because they're not hacking it, and have them be champion. Since we're cross-promoting people nowadays. And pretty much getting rid of brand extensions, which I'm totally fine with. Same here. Okay. You done? Yes. Okay. We can now move on to the main event of the evening for the NXT Championship. Braun Breaker defends the title against Ilya Dragunov and JD McDonough. Actually, a wonderful main event, but it should not have been a triple threat. It should have been Braun Breaker against Dragunov. Maybe <coughs> he was just there. Was he not? I don't think he really needed to be there. But as a triple threat, it was fucking good. I know what I love about Dragunov? His entrance song. That's great right there. But these three right here, these gentlemen beat the shit out of each other. And McDonough, he's a sneaky little fucker. You ever realize that? But yes. He's smart as a heel. Like he, uh, Barnbreaker hit a powerful move and all of a sudden, JD hit that 450 splash. 
then hits a brain buster for a near fall, but then they get the near fall. But these three gentlemen beat the living shit out of each other for a second. I was Dragonar for the one, but JD cost him that title. So here soon, we're going to probably see Dragonar against JD Madonna. But Braun Breaker won, which was a shocker. I was like, huh, he still has a title. Maybe he's not ready to get up, called up to the main roster just yet. Manny, your thoughts? He's definitely not ready. No, 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 no. And also, here's the thing. Even if he was ready, I still wouldn't call him up. And I'm going to tell you why. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Because there's been so many epic returns in WWE right now. And so many others that are rumored to be coming down the road. That I believe if Braun Breaker got called up right now, he would get lost in the sauce. Yes, he would. I don't think he would do well on the main roster. Not because he isn't talented, but because, again, there's way too many stars on the main roster. It would be hard for Braun Breaker to make it there. Now, there was a period of time where there weren't a lot of stars. And it would have been a great time for Braun to go. But like I said, we got so many people coming back now. So many. From the Good Brothers, Brock Lesnar, to Elias, LA Knight, so many others. Bray Wyatt. Like, there's a lot of guys that are back now. And because they're back, they're going to get a lot of the attention. And we still got more coming. So, <clears throat> Braun Breaker needs to stay where he is for now until there reaches a point where they can bring him up and place him properly and give him some type of dominant run in the beginning. I don't expect him to be the world champion right off the bat. And I wouldn't want him to do that because there's plenty of other people that are more deserving, provided that Roman doesn't smash and bash and embarrass them. <laughs> then you might as well give it to Breaker. But as far as the as far as this match goes, it was fantastic. It was one of the few times I enjoyed a triple threat match, and I love the fluency of everything. From that 450 splash and everything you were talking about before, mm -hmm. to uh, Dragonov hitting McDonald with a German suplex, and then Breaker hitting that top row bulldog. Mm -hmm. Just the fluidness of everything worked perfectly. There was very rare wasted movement, and there was very few things in the match, if any, that didn't look believable. What was also funny when uh, Dragonov and uh, Braun looked at JD McDonald, just looked at him, like, get him! And they chased him around. They hit him. They hit him again. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I, was pretty, I thought that was pretty funny right there. That actually reminds me of something that happened early in the beginning of this match that I thought was fucking stupid. What? That fact that Dragunov is beating the shit out of McDonough. Breaker pulls him off to get shots at McDonough. He pulls him off, hits shots at McDonough. I'm like, motherfucker, it's a triple threat match. Beat the shit out of each other. Let... Let if a breaker if J, if Ilya wants to take shots at JD sit there be like I right, you two tire each other out pick up the bones pick up the bones okay that's fucking that that's what I would do mm -hmm. you gotta remember it's it, it be uh, being a great wrestler being a great champion is not just it's not just wrestling skills and strength it's the mind. the mind use your head use your head that's what I would do you let the two guys tire each other out. And then you just come in and find the weakest one, pick him off, and you're a champion. Yes, that's true. It's called strategy. Strategy. And you gotta have a strategy to go into a match. Yes, they do. So that's why I thought it was stupid. Or hell, you know, both y'all stomped the crap out of them. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I would have done. I just thought that was stupid. Yep. It made no logical sense, that beginning part of the match. Yeah. Everything after that, I was fine with. And then in the end, Dragonov with the German suplex, sets up in the corner, Breaker spears him, gets the one, two, three, and Braun Breaker retains the NXT championship. Yes, they did. These three gentlemen beat the shit out of each other, and they saw two. Yes. Mm. AEW, wakey, wakey, wakey. It's called selling. You guys need to do that. Hello. Take notes. Take notes.
All right, and uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude this recap of NXT uh, Halloween Havoc. Kind of short. <laughs> we kind of flew. Th well, that's the thing about these premium live events. We kind of fly through them. <laughs> you know, it wasn't really a lot of crazy shit to talk about. I mean, there wasn't. There was two shitty ass matches. The opening spot monkey bullshit, and of course uh, the women's title match. The women's title match, but otherwise not. I, I give this a B plus. Yes, and because the only backstage segments we had really, there was a few segments. Segments we had. There was the backstage segments we had with the tag champs and the tag challengers because tonight on NXT is Tag Title Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see the men's tag titles and the women's tag titles defended. And the only other segment we had was Shotzi and Quincy with uh, Lash Legend, which that was fucking dumb. dumb. It was dumb. dumb. Okay, questions. Question. Question, Mr. Bill Wilkos. But the real Wilkos. Is this Quincy guy gay? I don't know. I think he's just flamboyant. I don't know yet. He's we... not gay. I'm not a fucking ginger. I don't know. It's weird. Like... <laughs> or like you. You're not bald. Not really. TMI, but okay. I've got, I've, I've, got, got, I've got hair, just not on my head. So, anyway. Or do I? Or do you? <laughs> I don't want to know. Because that'd yeah. be horrifying. I'm sure it would be. Um, but anyway, the thing is, the, that segment goes to shit. <laughs> Lash Legend didn't have any snappy comebacks for anything Quincy said. And Shotzi basically drops her with a DDT, which leads to tonight on NXT, we're going to see Shotzi versus Lash Legend. So yes, we will. So it leads to that, but the segment was shit. So yeah, it was shit. Basically, the segments were terrible, but the matches, except for two, were great. Except for the part where Quincy was wearing a banana outfit. I was like, yeah. Uh, you know what was funny? What? When I saw her come out to that ring in uh, a banana suit, uh -oh. the first thought that popped into my head, uh-huh. Peanut butter jelly top, peanut butter jelly top, peanut butter jelly top, way yeah, way yeah. That's all I was thinking in that moment was peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> and then of course Shotzi comes out as like a female Beetlejuice. Yeah, I saw that. I was oddly attracted. It's showtime. It's showtime. And now it's time for us to sound off. Because I want to go home and I want to drink beer and I want to get high. I have not been able to do that all day. I've been on my best behavior, have I not? Yes, he has. Shocker. Wow. Me. So this ginger is mean, but it behaves. Yes. So uh, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show, as well as great content. Uh, coming soon, uh, we will have the uh, the recap of WWE Extreme Rules done by myself and the Wens on the mail soap opera moment. So you make suck, Wens. Go to hell. So make sure you guys... Uh, Check that out when it hits the Facebook page. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content. This Thursday, uh, Zach and I have a video dropping the Many Faces of Luna Vachon from Dark Side of the Ring. That was one scary bitch. Yep. Find out all about that on Thursday. That'll be dropping. And, of course, make sure you guys uh, hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Uh, we've got the rest of Dark Side of the Ring coming out in the coming weeks, as well as some special surprises that we've been working on. And oh. 
You'll have to wait until the steroid trials video. At the end of that video, I reveal those big surprises. Just know Zach and I have been working on something special, and I've got a few other special projects not featuring Zach that will be in the works. But they will still be entertaining. Yes, so, they will. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content. Also, all right. make sure you follow us on Twitch. Yep. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November the 26th for the WWE Survivor Series. That's right. We're all going to be getting together for the Survivor Series as Survivor Series will debut for the first time ever on the main roster, the War Games. War Games. We're going to be featured on Survivor Series. And, of course, as I mentioned before, we have confirmed uh, I will be with the team here in Georgia for the WWE Survivor Series. Unless I get some miracle phone call, which I doubt that I will. Um, it looks like we'll be doing it all together here in Georgia, which I'm totally happy with, totally fine with, not upset at all. Just want to let y'all know that there could be some changes, but the chances of those changes happening are very slim to none. So make sure on Saturday, November 26th at 8 p.m., you join us for The Survivor Series. The Survivor Series, my least favorite pay-per-view. And, of course, we have um, our live D&D show, which should be coming uh, around the bend. I know I preach it a lot, but it should be coming around the bend. Hopefully soon. We also have uh, our Boochcast booking battle. And, of course, we have another uh, special treat that will be coming to the Twitch channel uh, very soon. Just got to work out a few kinks. Uh, and make sure you guys support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works best within your budget. The first level we have is 99 cents per month, $1 per month. The second level is $4.99 per month, $5. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We get better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold it to the Peacock, you got where to put that $9.99. So to that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. Now, the best part is all the money we raise, the money that we get from donations, from the fans that runs our show. What we do with that money, we put it back into the show in some capacity to make it better. We use it to upgrade our equipment. We use it to bring in bigger name guests. We pay the bills and we take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they deserve to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, any money at all when it's all said and done we use the rest to give uh this starving ginger over here his ramen noodles you know because he he needs to be well fed in order to do these shows and he's it's all he can have folks it's all he can do and then of course and of course we we try to get him laid guys we're trying it's not easy um every little bit helps to find a a suitable bachelorette or in this case maybe a bachelor i don't think he's that picky at this point fuck you you (laughs) To, I don't know if he's picky at this point. Probably not. But either way, you can help us get a ginger laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been 
the Boochcast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.